Report. Disaster at Arnith by Lord Potreed, Chairman. An Imperial Scripted Dispatch Concerning Uriel V's Invasion of Akavir. Part 3. The Destruction of the Expeditionary Force. The winter weather in Akavir was also much more severe than expected. Due to the supply problems and the addition of thousands of civilians, the expeditionary force was on tight rations. To make matters worse, the Sayeski raiders returned in force and harried any foraging and scouting parties outside the walls of the two cities. The several watch forts on the road between Septimia and Ioneth were captured during blizzards, and the rest had to be abandoned as untenable. As a result, communication between the two cities had to be conducted entirely by magical means, a continuing strain on the Legion's battle mages. On Fifth Sun's dawn, a large entourage of Sayeski arrived at Ioneth, claiming to bring a peace offer from the Sayeski king. That night, these treacherous envoys murdered the guards at one of the city gates and let in a strong party of their comrades who were waiting outside the city walls. Their clear intention was to assassinate the emperor, foiled only by the vigilance and courage of troopers of the tenth who were guarding his palace. Once the alarm was raised, the Sayeski inside the city were hunted down and killed to the last man. Needless to say, this was the end of negotiations between the Emperor and the Sayeski. The arrival of spring only brought worse troubles. Instead of the expected spring rains, a hot, dry wind began to blow from the east, continuing with varying strength through the entire summer. The crops failed, and even the river, which in the previous year had been navigable by small boats far upstream of Ioneth, was completely dried up by sun's height. It is unknown if this was due to a previously unknown weather pattern unique to Akavir, or if the Sayeski manipulated the weather through magical means. The commission leans towards the former conclusion, as there is no direct evidence of the Sayeski possessing such fearsome arcane power, but the latter possibility cannot be entirely ruled out. Due to prolonged bad weather, the supply fleet was late in setting out from Black Harbor. It finally left port in early second seed, but was again severely mauled by storms and limped into Septimia, eight weeks later much reduced. Because of the increasingly desperate supply situation in Akavir, the Emperor dispatched most of his battle mage corps with the fleet to assist it in weathering the storms which seemed likely to continue all summer. At this time, the Council urged the Emperor to abandon the invasion and to return to Tamriel with the expeditionary force, but he again refused, noting that the fleet was no longer large enough to transport all four legions at once. The Commission agrees that leaving one or more legions behind in Akavir to await the return of the fleet would have damaged army morale, but the Commission also notes that the loss of one legion would have been preferable to the loss of the entire expeditionary force. It is the unanimous opinion of the Commission that this was the last point at which complete disaster might have been averted. Once the decision was made to send the fleet back for reinforcements and supplies, events proceeded to their inevitable conclusion. From this point on, much less is known about what transpired in Akavir. With most of the battle mages assisting the fleet, communication between the expeditionary force and Tamriel was limited, especially as the situation in Akavir worsened and the remaining battle mages had their powers stretched to the limit, attending to all the needs of the legions. However, it appears that the Sayeski may have also been actively interfering with the mages in some unknown manner. Some of the mages in Akavir reported their powers being abnormally weak, and the mages of the War College in Cyrodiil, who were handling communications for the Council, reported problems linking up with their compatriots in Akavir, even between master and pupil of long training. The Commission urges that the War College make a particular study of the arcane powers of the Sayeski, should the Empire ever come into conflict with Akavir again. What is known is that the Emperor marched out of Ioneth in mid-sun's height, 
leaving only small garrisons to hold the cities. He had learned that the Sieski were amassing their forces on the other side of a mountain range to the north, and he intended to smash their army before it could gather full strength and capture their supplies, of which he was in desperate need. This rapid advance seems to have taken the Sieski by surprise, and the expeditionary force crossed the mountains and fell onto their camp, routing the Sieski army and capturing its leader, a noble of some kind. But the emperor was soon forced to retreat, and the legions suffered heavily on their retreat to Ioneth. The emperor now found himself besieged in Ioneth, cut off from the small garrison at Septimia, which was also besieged. By this time, it seems that the efforts of the few remaining battle mages were devoted entirely to creating water to keep the army alive, a skill not normally emphasized at the war college. The fleet had arrived safely back to Black Harbor thanks to the battle mage corps, but all attempts to return to Akavir were frustrated by a series of ever more savage storms that battered Ezroniad throughout the rest of 289. The council's last contact with the emperor was an early frostfall. By evening star, the council was extremely worried about the situation in Akavir and ordered the fleet to sail regardless of the risk. Despite the continued storms, the fleet managed to press on to Akavir. Hope was raised when contact was made with the emperor's battle mage, who reported that Ioneth still held out. Plans were quickly laid for the expeditionary force to break out of Ioneth and fall back on Septimia, where the fleet would meet them. This was the last direct contact with the expeditionary force. The fleet arrived in Septimia to find its garrison under savage assault from a large Sieski army. The battle mages of the fleet threw back the enemy long enough for the survivors to embark and the fleet to withdraw. The few survivors of the expeditionary force who reached Septimia told how the emperor had led the army out of Ioneth by night two days earlier successfully breaking through the enemy lines, but then being surrounded by overwhelming forces on the road to Septimia. They told of a heroic last stand by the Emperor and the Tenth Legion, which allowed a remnant of the Fourteenth to reach Septimia. Two survivors of the Tenth arrived in Septimia that night, having slipped through the enemy lines during their undisciplined victory celebrations. These men confirmed having seen the Emperor die, cut down by enemy arrows as he rallied the Tenth's shield wall. 